Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This episode of Duke Loves Rosslyn podcast, we are speaking with the queen of yeets. She is a model, Twitch streamer, and a cosplayer. And she has some great information about how cosplay and wrestling are very similar to each other, very similar elements between the two mediums there, and also some tips for all of you parents out there who have kids that are interested in going to cosplay conventions and events. You know, we definitely want to keep the community as safe and welcoming as possible, especially for the young folk. So great conversation ahead of us on this episode. But before we get to any of that stuff, a pause for the cause. Have you subscribed to the Panera Bread Unlimited Sip Club? Folks, what are you waiting on here? We're talking $8.99 a month so you can grab yourself a drink once every two hours. It is fantastic. And let me tell you something, they've expanded the Unlimited Sip Club. So not only can you get your hot or iced coffee or your hot or iced tea, now you can get the fountain drink. So if you want to grab yourself a soda or check this out. Okay, we are talking about the charged lemonades, strawberry lemon mint, Fuji apple cranberry or the mango yuzu citrus. Okay. These are clean energy drinks, folks. Okay, we're talking about guarana and green coffee extract. Gives you a nice little boost. It certainly keeps me charged up to deliver the best episodes of Duke Loves Wrestling for you. So what are you waiting on? Visit your local Panera Bread or go to PaneraBread.com. Sign up for the Unlimited Sip Club. Enjoy. Look at what we have here, folks. To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than your host. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. I think cosplay and wrestling are very similar, but I think wrestling takes it a step further. Um, when it comes to wrestling, wrestlers have to not only, I mean, they have to showcase themselves, they have to advertise themselves, they have to actually go out, practice their performances, and then create these personas, whether it's their own persona or a new one, um, and actually put on a show in front of people. I think wrestling takes it a step further and is way more involved. Cosplay, I mean, it's an expression of personality, of the character, of whatever fantasy, um, you know, you're creating. But wrestling just takes it that one step further because you're having to, for one or two hours or however long, you know, you're there for create and be that character. You have to make people believe it. That, I think, is way harder than anything I've ever done or seen any other person do in terms of cosplay. But both are very similar and they allow that expression. So kudos to both, you know. So you're such a popular cosplayer that you actually get brought in to judge cosplay competitions and really be involved in the community in various ways. Like I know that you are big at MomoCon. I know that at the River City Wrestling Con, there was a pro wrestling cosplay event where you were judged this year. Talk to me about that. Talk to me about that perspective and, and really 
being someone checking out other cosplayers and the whole psychology behind that and, and what you look for when you're judging competitions like that? For me, I have judged, I think, a handful of contests now, you know, um, four or five. And personally, there are some people out there that put in blood, sweat and tears. And I love that. And then there are others who are getting into it. There's all levels of it. Um, the one thing I look for is when I'm talking to somebody or asking them questions or just seeing them walk around, you know, before we're even chatting, I love seeing the passion and you can tell when somebody really cares about their cosplay and that has that meaning for them. I think it's when it comes to cosplay contests and cosplay in general, people choose things that are closest to them. And that's what I love. You know, um, there's different levels of beginners or people who've been doing it for years, but I care more about the people who put in the passion into it because they love that character and not so much for the win, if that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. And, you know, you're what I call a Jane of all trades, not a jack of all trades, a Jane of all trades, because you do so much. Again, the modeling, the cosplaying, judging cosplay competitions, but you also have something else going on where you're very, very well known. You are a Twitch streamer, and this is really cool. So, you know, you, you've built a community. People check out your streams. They comment. Talk to me about that. Talk to me about that whole uh, world there and how you're wrapped up in it. Yeah. So I have I have been a Twitch streamer now for just over a year. Um, I became affiliated pretty quickly into it and I started streaming just because, you know, I saw people on Twitch share this passion of gaming. You're interacting with people that also love it. And that's what I, um, really wanted to be able to do as well. I've loved gaming my entire life. I started out on that little brick Game Boy <laughs> back way, way years ago. And, you know, now that I can get on and talk about you know, my biggest, I love doing things from Dark Souls to Minecraft to a variety of games, Halo, you know, whatever it is, um, just being able to communicate with people that also love the game. Um, that's why I like to do it. Um, and it's also, I have always struggled somewhat when it does come to, you know, I would say public speaking or social anxiety. It's really helped me personally in my personal life as well, kind of feel more confident in talking to people I don't know, um, as well as being able to, again, keep growing my love for gaming because I meet so many people through streaming that that's also been the biggest, I would say, takeaway from it is meeting the people from the community. So that's, that's pretty much what it's been and what it's been like for me. <laughs> All right, so this is cool. You're you're a big fan of the video game series Halo. Talk to me about the uh, the new TV show because I've been checking it out. I've been watching this new Halo TV series, and although I played the game, you know when it first came out, and I remember it was a, a big thing in college and stuff like that. Everybody had to play Halo, all that good stuff there. But I was never the biggest Halo player. You know, I was more into sports games or what have you. So I knew enough about it. And and really, this TV series is getting me a little bit more into it as far as the mythology and the background story and things like that. But you as an actual Halo gamer and someone who ha who knows the ins and outs of this whole franchise here, what are your thoughts on the television series? 
I will say I started watching it on um, Amazon and I wasn't very excited for it. I only say that because every show I've ever gotten excited for has let me down in some way. <laughs> I would say most of them have. But as someone who has enjoyed the game, I'm not, you know, I don't, do I know all the lore and the story? No, but I do enjoy the game. So I said, why not? Let me try it. Um, I watched it and I stopped as soon as Master Chief took off that helmet. I was done. <laughs> Um, I don't know about you, but for me, Master Chief is one of those characters where you can't put a face to him. You can't humanize him. You know, he does what he does um, for his reasons. And now that there's a face to him, I'm like, took away that that spark for me, you know? <laughs> okay, Queen Aichi, you're going to get me canceled with all this controversial stuff here. Of all the things, okay, to be controversial on this show, I've had pro wrestlers come on and talk about promoters and and different uh, promotions that they worked in and all these various issues that they've had and beefs with in particular uh, wrestlers and things like that, right? And I, I get canceled for airing that sort of thing because there's always someone that takes issue with it. But I never thought, I never thought having this conversation with you, you were going to say something about cosplay about gaming in this case we're talking about halo you're gonna get me canceled for saying this about the tv show i mean come on now queen of yeats you you said that you stopped watching after you saw uh master chief's face in the show if i'm not mistaken that happened in like the first two or three minutes of the first episode so you you really didn't last long at all did you <laughs> no and i i promise i tried I watched another episode. I watched the first two episodes and I really, really tried. It was going great. And I just kept that in the back of my mind. I'm like, I, just, I can't do it. I just can't do it. So, you know, I might go back to it one day, but right now I'm still a little hurt from it, but we'll revisit it. Don't worry. Well, you know, me personally, I, I at least appreciate the fact that there is a Cortana in the TV series. And, and even if you're someone that doesn't play Halo or you don't know much about the game franchise, if you have a Microsoft Windows uh, program on your computer, then you're familiar with Cortana, this this virtual being here who's supposed to help you navigate your own uh, device and, and be able to search the web and all that good stuff there. So w what did you think about Cortana? They, they got to get some points for at least having the Cortana in the show, right? Yes, there is a Cortana and I saw her and I didn't fall in love with her. Seeing her in the games and then throughout the years, it's, she wasn't, and this is going to sound really off the wall. She didn't look as good as I wanted her to. They did her dirty. <laughs> oh, come on, Queen of Yeetzee. I'm really going to get canceled for that one now. I mean, the, the actress is cute. I mean, what if I wanted to have her on the show? Now that she knows that you just buried her here, uh, she's never going to come on. Her fans are going to send me, you know, hate tweets and what have you. They're going to shut me down. It's like, <laughs> I can't believe this. Listen, love the actress. I believe the actress, I think her name is Natasha. She is phenomenal. Don't get me wrong. But the Cortana, the way they made her look, and it wasn't her. It was, it's the show creators. They made her more generic. I would say on the plain side, I wanted to see this beautiful AI, you know, this beautiful woman just pop on screen. And I wanted, I was like, yeah, I'm going to see her. Let's see what she does. And then I saw her and I was like, man, I mean, I could be in a room. There could be a hundred people and I would never know who she was. 
I'll tell you, you never know what's going to be controversial on this show. Certainly these, these gamers, these Twitch streamers, these, uh, fans of Halo. I am pretty certain they're going to come after me, folks. Don't even give it to Queen of Yeats. That's okay. Come after the Duke. I chose to air all of her critiques, <laughs> which are, which are great, by the way. I, I love the fact that you have an opinion and you're not afraid to express it. And that's the way it should be. I know a lot of people, uh, have a difficult time accepting the fact that people could have an opinion different from theirs or, or have analysis different from theirs, but that's real life. So I appreciate the fact that you shared this and, and thank you for getting me canceled again. Cause I'm sure, I'm sure it's going to happen. I'll be canceled by a whole new world. The, the, the gamers and the, and the, uh, halo folks. So this would be new territory for me, but certainly something that the listeners of Duke loves wrestling would be entertained by, of course. Um, you know, cosplay is something that's interesting and we, we've all done Halloween. We've all dressed up for Halloween and our favorite characters and what have you are, are gone to costume parties. Cosplay takes those sensibilities and kicks it up a notch, at least from my understanding. Talk to me about that, that whole community there because it is a community and there are different types of people within the community. You know, you have your nice, cool people. You have your a little shy and, 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 you know, kind of keep to themselves in their small circle people. You have your jerks, of course. You have your socially awkward. There's just a mixed bag of people within the cosplay community. And because of who you are, especially in your local cosplay community, you've had a chance to be exposed to a little bit of everything there. So give us some insight. I mean, what, what's that like being within the cosplay community? You know, cosplay is one of those things that I think in the past 10 years has taken off astronomically and it, it took off so fast that I think everybody is either confused or they're comfortable. There is no in between. <laughs> um, so when it comes to, um, you know, cosplay, as you know, cosplay started out really big in Korea, Japan, um, taking a favorite character, anime, dressing up as them, emulating them, going to a convention, and conventions usually center around certain things. So for you brought up Momocon. Momocon is the largest gaming convention in North Florida. Um, it's fantastic. There's huge cosplays there. But I think a lot, you'll notice a lot of cosplays there were more game-related. Um, and for example, there's a convention this fall, WasabiCon, uh, here in Jacksonville, uh, Jacksonville's largest North Florida um, pop culture event. And that's centered around a lot of um, anime. And there's a lot more anime. And so when you go, um, I also would say the age ranges kind of differ a little bit. For example, um, for MomoCon being more gamer related, a lot of gamers are between the ages, I would say 20 and 35 primarily that go to this convention. So you'll see a lot of older cosplays, a little more sexier. And then when you go to Wasabi Con, which is geared more towards anime, I would say it's more between 14 and 25. So it's a little more on the younger side. So it, that plays a role. So what convention and where you're going plays a role into those, um, different, uh, demographics and variations of what you're going to but um it's definitely a challenge if you are brand new to cosplay as a female i mean it anything could happen i remember at my first convention i dressed up as oh, what was it it i think i was sexy goku <laughs> from dragon ball and i experienced a lot of uncomfortableness for men and i was like oh man what is happening is it me is it them 
And as I've gone through Cavendish throughout the years, I realized, you know, it's never, it's, it's a mixture of things, you know, of, you know, family friendly versus a more adult versus, um, also, um, I would say nerds in general, and this is just a generic, are very socially awkward. So, and a lot of encounters I've had aren't harmful. It's more of a first time encounter, not sure what to do, because I've had people either come up to me and, you know, role play and like try to fight me and they get a little too close and they don't realize that I'm just dressing up. I'm not emulating any character, um, but they quickly catch on and I say, hey, <laughs> this is fun. But, you know, um, and I've also had other people be very respectful who have been in the convention scene for a very long time and come up and say, hey, may I take a photo? And I'm like, absolutely. Um, so if anything, it's definitely a weird mixing pot. And I don't really have an answer as to what the perfect medium is. But um, I would say for any like female of any age, especially younger, always go with a parent or a friend because you're going to have people that aren't um, as socially aware as you might be going. So that's definitely something that I think is going to be an issue somewhat for the next however many years that, you know, this will be on the rise for, but definitely something that should be addressed more, um, if that makes sense. I think everybody has a different experience. In my experience, I haven't experienced as much catcalling as I have aggressiveness. Um, I would say of the past 20 cons and conventions I've been to, at least 15 of them, I've had terrible experience in terms of uh, male interaction just because I I cosplay primarily uh, Dragon Ball Z and uh, Demon Slayer characters. Those are my two primary, just because I, I love the series, I love the characters, and I just feel most comfortable as them. And I am not by any means, I am not an expert on either. I am a casual watcher, you know, I have a full-time job and I just know enough to feel comfortable as these characters. And I have one instance in particular that still bothers me today. And it was one time in Orlando, I went to a convention dressed as Goku Black. And at the time I had not seen that entire arc. I, I just liked what Goku was wearing. He had pink hair and a gray dress and I just, I put it on. So I went and I was walking through the hallway and thankfully I actually had somebody there with me at the time, uh, quote unquote, what we call like handlers to make sure, you know, our props get through, we're safe. Like if I need help with my costume, I have a friend there to help me like make sure everything is good. And so I was walking through and all of a sudden I'm walking through a hallway. The hallway is about three people wide and I'm walking through the props. So I'm taking about half the hallway. Um, a guy stops and stops in front of me and I say, excuse me. And he steps in front of me and says, who's your favorite character? And I said, what? And he said, who you dressed as? And I said, I'm Goku Black. And he off, like started popping off, like question, question, interrogating me. And I started laughing. And as I was laughing, he got more angry. And I said, listen, I actually haven't seen this part of the show. I just, I like Goku Black. And he said, what do you mean you haven't seen it? Why are you dressed as him? And his friends actually then walked up. This is about a 30 second interaction. Uh, his friends walked up and they said, Hey dude, like she isn't, she hasn't seen it. And this, this triggers this guy and he walks up to me, steps, backs me into a wall and keeps asking me questions. And, you know, the friend I had stepped up and said, you need to back up. His friends need to back up. And I had, I was scared. It was crazy. And I've actually had very similar interactions since then. 
And I've had friends, unfortunately, go through those uh, times where they're catcalled. And there are characters. When you're dressed as a character, you're dressed as a character. I don't care. And as, as a female, I don't care how much skin a female is showing. It never warrants a catcall or inappropriate comment to them. And um, I haven't I haven't experienced that as much as I have more aggressiveness because I believe that the community in which I have tried dressing into does have, as you mentioned, that gatekeeping mentality. Dragon Ball Z, I think, and this is just an example. I'm not, I'm just trying to make a generalized comment, <laughs> um, has more of a male following, has more male followers. And so I think when some men see more women or myself get into it, it does make them feel as if their space is not being entered into by unfamiliar territory. And so um, I, there's no way to combat it other than women sticking together, voicing their voicing up and making their friends male and female aware of this so that when they do go to conventions and they see this happen to their friend or somebody else, they can step up for them and make these people realize this is not okay. Concerning. You know, that's my reaction to what you just said there, especially about the aggressiveness. Definitely concerning. Just, But again, we have people, just like in any other walk of life, there are a lot of people out there who socially, they are just not what I would consider, um, they're very awkward. Let's just put it like that. People are very, very awkward. And the way that they conduct themselves around others, towards others, can be pretty off-putting. And at times can can feel a little, a little dangerous. So, you know, kudos to your friends who were able to step in. And, and for anyone out there, you guys got to check that. Be very, very careful because even if you you don't mean anything by it in your own mind, but you have to remember how are people receiving the messages that I'm putting out, not just verbally, but also physically. What are these what are these nonverbal clues that I'm putting out that are communicating to others who I am, what I'm about, how I'm feeling in the moment, you know, and, and let's make sure that how we truly feel and whatever message we truly are trying to get across is consistent with our body language, our words, our actions, because all it takes is for any one of those things to be a little off and you could find yourself in a very tough situation as the person who's making others around you uncomfortable. So you know, kudos to Queen of Yeats for sharing her experience uh, like that, because that's very, very interesting. And, and as I said, it's 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 scary. It's unacceptable for anyone to be aggressive towards others, especially around something as simple as uh, wearing a cosplay outfit and what have you. And people trying to quiz you to see if you're you're really into this or really who cares if you're really into it. Who cares if you're the biggest fan or if you're just somebody who just found out about it a minute ago? So what? You know what I mean? Like people get obsessed about the most interesting things and act out in the most unacceptable manners at times. So it's something. Do you have any tips for the parents? Because we know that there are a lot of kids who are interested in cosplay and that whole culture and that whole community. I mean, you go to the conventions and you see a bunch of kids dressed up. And again, there are a lot of awkward people out there who may interact with them in some pretty awkward ways. So for the parents out there who want to encourage their kids, but they may be a little concerned about that whole world there, any advice at all? I've had this question before from other parents, especially moms who uh, ask for recommendations because their child, son or daughter, whether they're 12 or 17, get interested in the cosplay. I always tell them the same thing. I say, you 
need to get involved with them. You know, ask them what the show is, watch it with them, try to educate yourself, look up the convention. Uh, if you're, if they, your child is going with friends for three days, go one of the days with them, experience it and kind of see what they're getting into. Um, I always, I always, always, always encourage, you know, the active participation and support, but it's always smart because there are some, and this is not to knock anything, but you know, big, big anime, especially like Funimation or Crunchyroll or these big anime sites. Um, some of, some of these animes I think are wild when it comes to some of the more undertone um, meanings. And there are some that kind of go off the wall and sexual connotations. And I think it's important that parents get involved rather than discourage, kind of just educate themselves on what it is. Uh, I know, for example, I had a friend whose daughter really loved Demon Slayer. And I said, you know, there's a couple of scenes of Demon Slayer that get a little rough in terms of, you know, violence. Uh, maybe you should watch it or, you know, ask some questions and, you know, make sure it's something that you're comfortable with and your child, because I mean, the child may not know either. They might just see a character and want to emulate that. But um, getting into it at first, especially, I think that involvement is really, really important. Um, it's something that I wish I had when I first got started. Um, and, there was a couple of characters that I wanted to be like, and then um, I ended up finishing the show and I'm like, oh man, I should have watched this. <laughs> um, but involvement is definitely the biggest thing for parents. And um, I think it'll also grow that bond and bring parents and children closer because this is the culture. And I think cosplay is great. Cosplay not only brings out the freedom of expression, but it builds, again, that confidence of going out. And, you know, there are, there are kids out there that, you know, and I and friends of mine growing up who were never able to express themselves. And this is the avenue to do that. And I find that people that are able to do that at a young age flourish as adults and have the absolute best lives because they're creative. They can talk about different interests and um, network and meet new people. And that's that's one of the great things about it. But yeah, going back to the original, I, I definitely think parents should get more involved and kind of work with their child and see what it's all about. I'm going to ask you the most important question you've ever been asked in your entire life. Okay. So I need your full undivided attention on this one. I need the full capacity of, of all of your brain cells, all of your attention on this one here. What on God's green earth is a yeet? <laughs> a yeet. I, you know, what's funny. I, when I first made my name, I didn't know either. I kept hearing people in game lobbies just yell, yeet, and then I figured it out, you know, seven years later. Uh, yeet is basically when you're in a game and let's say you walk up behind somebody on a cliff, you kick them, you just yell, yeet. <laughs> you just yeet them off or you throw something, you're just yeeting them. And I, what's funny is one of my first games was um, Call of Duty, and I didn't know how to use anything in the game. I was just learning because my friends were playing, and I kept throwing grenades, and I would just yell, yeet, 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 and people just started calling me the Queen of Meats. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'll just take it. <laughs> I'm still confused about this whole yeet business, but I'm just going to go with it. As, as long as you like it, I love it, okay? <laughs> it's like a call sign. Like when, when you're in the Air Force, you get a nickname, or you're at work, you're somebody just assigns you a nickname it just was given to me so i accepted it graciously <laughs> i'm still confused but that's okay 
Some things are just not meant for me to understand. So yeet, 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 whatever that is there. I sound like a motorbike. Yeet, yeet, yeet. I don't know. Uh, enough of that. Queen of Yeets, you're fantastic. Really engaging. Someone that uh, has some great information. You have so many different interesting experiences because you are a high capacity person. The reason why you have all these interesting interests, experiences, something to share with others that we can learn from, again, is because you're just what I like to call top shelf. You're a top shelf thinker. You are a top shelf performer. And that is exactly why I had to have you here on the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. Shout out to my friends over at the River City Wrestling Con, including my man, Nick, who was able to connect you with me. This is this has been a fantastic experience here. Why don't you let everybody know the best way that they can keep up with you online? And especially because, you know, I know you do your streaming here and there, uh, sometimes on the weekend. So folks definitely keep a lookout for the next Queen of Yeats stream. But please plug away. What's what's the best way people can keep up with you? Yeah. So on Instagram, I am Queen of Yeats. On Twitch, I am Queen of Yeats. Uh, just Queen of Yeats. And uh, for all things, you know, for involvement, for families, for um, kids, everything, I also run a group called Babes, Games, and Geeks Jacksonville. It is one of the largest social media nerd groups in all of Jacksonville. I would say actually North Florida because we have members all over um, where we have 2,400 people and it's 70% women, um, all ages for community involvement, getting together. We have a book club. We have game nights. We have pretty much everything you can think of um, that you'd possibly want to do in the community. It's a super awesome space to get started for anything nerd or if you'd like to get involved with your kids. Um, There's no gatekeeping. We're female run completely by business owners. Uh, We have women who are in it who have been in the medical field. We have teachers. We have everyone you could possibly think of. So um, for all things nerd and fun in Jacksonville, definitely join Babes, Games, and Geeks. But personally, I'm Queen of Beats and... Um, I look forward to seeing everyone this weekend. Zencaster. Okay, that is my favorite program to record the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. I absolutely love it. Studio quality sound. And in addition to audio, there's also a video option as well. So you can do your video podcasting or video conferencing. I encourage everybody, head over to Zencaster.com. That's Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R.com. Check it out for yourself. They even have a free version so you can test it out. You can see if it's something that you want to incorporate into whatever projects that you have coming up. But I'm telling you right now, as a podcaster, Zencaster is number one for me. That's right. As always, my brothers, my sisters, be kind to yourselves, be kind to others. Take it away, Tony Schiavone. This is Tony Schiavone, and we're definitely out of time on Duke Love Wrestling.